Welcome back to the Top Loaded Podcast, and this is episode nine. We're closing on the Big Ten, and again, we have to say fantastic support on the last few episodes. So I've got a very special guest there, and one that I've been looking forward to a very long time, and building up to a very big day at the end of the month where the person I'm talking to might be getting a bit nervous because he's going to have the biggest show on the road yet again. But we are very proud to have the London Card Show on. And Harry, welcome to the Top Loaded Podcast, and thanks very much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. It's, uh, yeah, watched all and listened to all of the others. So uh, excited to be on. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, like we say, April the 30th at Sandown Racecourse is the next installment of London Card Show. And like we say, we were having a quick chat prior to this and we're saying it's getting bigger and better every time. And just, just to begin with, before we go into this actual show, it's the inspiration to start the first one up, where did it actually come from? So, uh, is it? it's a question I'm asked quite a lot it's a case of I watch a lot of YouTube um and so I obviously when I watch YouTube I watch the, the things I'm interested in like hobbies and stuff and I've been into cards for a while and the people I follow like Card Collector 2 really uh really follow Ryan closely and Sasha T those are the main two and I saw them going to shows quite regularly and I thought how cool would that be to like have a card show where everyone is there collecting cards, selling cards, buying cards in the same place instead of having to do it on eBay instead of Facebook or, or Instagram, whatever. Um, and I just got looking to venues, into who might be interested. And it kind of went from there. It started with half a gym hall at Tolworth Rec with <clears throat> like 10 tables with two, three weeks notice. And yeah, in, uh, in what, 10 days will be at Sandown Racecourse with over 100 tables. So it's, uh, yeah, long story short, it's it's just I filled a market that I wanted to be part of shows. I, more than anything, I wanted it to be a part of a, a card show. Um, yeah. yeah. No, it's fantastic to hear because no doubt everyone who's listened to this is a lot of people I do know that I've actually spoke to are actually heading down for it, which is going to be great. But there's obviously two aspects I always see to the shows. And obviously the fantastic to be able to buy products protection sleeves whatever it is actually but the social aspect is something what i love is because we were just touching on it that everyone's got a username in this hobby or yeah. everyone's got a logo in this hobby and you don't know who uh, and a lot it. of them are very similar bearing in mind a lot of them are very similar <laughs> yeah. we've had that issue before where you you talk you i could honestly have spoken to someone a hundred times but if i was standing next to him in a queue i would not you have any know. idea yeah yeah. I think that's a great thing about the shows that you're doing is that it brings people together and especially this one being on a bigger scale as well. Just like we've touched on the vendors at 100 tables, which is phenomenal. It's incredible to have that amount. Just how good is it to see? Obviously, there's obviously from administration side, it can be very challenging, but just to see <laughs> the sheer demand now of people actually wanting to not just go to shows, but actually to be a vendor at these shows. It's... It, it, it's, it's an aspect of it which I never really thought would be a big part of the start. At the start, I very much was prioritising just getting people there, almost have it like big trade shows, just people meeting each other, as you say, put a name uh, to a face um, or username to a face, sorry. Um, and now it's a case of supply and demand of what people want. The last show, we had a bit of a push and... and I had a lot of messages saying it looks fantastic, but let's try and get, we'd love it if there were more Pokemon. So we've made a big marketing push for Pokemon. We've made a, 
a big marketing push for for, T, for TGC. So um, we're going to see a lot more of them. But at the same time, there's just going to be every card you can think of at this show. If you, if you can think of it, if you can name it, it will be there. And, and I think that's the unique unique point about the show. It's very family orientated. It's a case of we sell family tickets to try and get kids there because they're the next generation. But at the end of the day, that's like the communal hobby. Yes, it's got its flaws and um, every up has its down, but it's it's such a communal point. It's such a communal hobby that we're so confident that people will will look forward to it, that want to come, whether it's to buy or to sell. And yeah, it, we could have sold a lot more tables, but again, vendor size is, is one thing. But last show, um, the last one that told us we were gobsmacked when we sold out what I think it was 75 tables in 48 hours. Um, and for this one, we, we, we've done something similar. We, we sold out tables a long while ago um, and there's a long waiting list of, uh, of vendors. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic to hear. And I think a lot of times when people see these shows and think of them, have actually been to them before, actually seen like, especially in America, like you say, it's massive, but a lot of people just naturally come in with the assumption that it's just people selling cars. But this is what I think is fantastic. It's such a wide range of stuff available. Like, like you say, it's not just sports cars, but also you can go there if you wanted to buy sealed packs or sealed boxes. But even if you want to buy some top loaders or mags, I think it's such a good thing that it's all in one place rather than having to go, like you say, with like eBay or uh, any chosen website, you've got to go to that one website and then go to another website where it's all under one hand. You can literally just, get it you can look at it (laughs) yeah exactly for a collector it's a dream like you don't have to you could forget you wanted something that you wanted months ago weeks ago and all of a sudden you go oh this guy is selling it i'll pick it up now you can just bring it home with you rather than having to have that anxious oh when's it going to arrive in the post when's it going to arrive in the post oh it's here and as good as a mail deal is don't get me wrong that that feeling of opening opening packages just having it in person interacting negotiating meeting people, going out for drinks afterwards. Like I haven't been out for drinks afterwards because I'm at the venue at 5, 6 a.m. So I just want to get home, have dinner, go to bed because I'm physically and emotionally drained. <laughs> but one day I will get to the pub with all these guys at WC Kardashians, you name it, um, afterwards. Um, but no, it, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there, mate. It, it's a case of just as cringy as it sounds, feeling at home with the community, with the hobby, it's whether it's Pokemon, F1 cards, football cards, uh, whatever, basketball cards, NFL cards. It's just feeling, okay, right, I'm welcome here. This is me. And just doing your thing. It's, it's such a good day. Um, I rarely get to enjoy them because not only do I have to run them and I'm worrying about things going wrong, but I'm, I'm, I've got a vendor table as well because, like I said, at the end of the day, I wanted I, I did this to, uh, to be part of shows, to be part of shows, and I, I want to get that little, even if it's a little bit, it's just just have a part of okay, yeah, I'm I'm part of the show as well instead of just running it. I know definitely, and I think like one thing you just touched on there, brilliantly was like the sheer range of difference between not just soccer cards for example but nfl nba pokemon the other tcg have you really seen the demand increase per show of just sheer quantity of different types of cards being sold and everything because i'm seeing it a lot now that i'm looking on my instagram and i'm seeing golf cards pop up tennis cards wwe now ufc have you really seen that it's, since the first it's show? nuts yes long story short yes it's a case of um we wanted to to make sure we we walked before we could run because after the first show or 
we had one show very short notice, which was good fun. It was more of a meet and greet and a trade. Um, but the second show that sold up pretty quickly with 50 tables, we knew we had the demand where we could go to 100, 120 tables. But for us, we didn't want to be seen to go, OK, well, let's just do this now as quickly as we can. We wanted to take each step um, and make sure we're doing it properly. Um, so it's just the little things like, OK, getting tablecloths for the tables, making sure that each vendor knows where they're going to be, getting display cases so the vendors have security of their things, getting proper lanyards, um, getting social media team, getting a proper, I say a proper um general admin um and front desk team which is uh i'm pretty proud to say is it's a family run business but my mom and, and my little sister who, who who do that and it's the case of i think that's why it's so popular because we pride ourselves on being a family run business a family run company um and we push that and it's a market which i think is just endless that you can say right for, for an extra three quid, I think you can bring your kid along. They, they can have a good day as well. And it's, we offer goodie bags and um, we haven't actually announced it. So you do have an excuse. We will be giving out goodie bags, 150 goodie bags, the first 150 attendees again for this show. Um, thanks to our, all of our sponsors, but mainly Sports Card Direct. So a big thank you to them. Um, but yeah, the range of stuff at these shows has just gone from level to level. There are, even I go and it's this, it's not even a case of sports anymore. It's a case of you've got stuff like vintage. Like you had, had him on last time at Sports Cards UK. Like his vintage collection is crazy. Like he's, um, he's, he's bossing the game with that. But as you say, I lose track of the amount that's going to be at the show. And if I was to do a list, it would be a, a very long list. Yeah, no, I think that was, I'm really looking forward to it. It's just, because not necessarily something that you're interested in buying in or collecting, but it's just seeing what else is out there. Because especially a lot of the time when it comes to the American-based sports, it's this is what's coming soon to maybe the hobby that you collect, which are quite kind of interesting. Because say for example, NBA bring out a certain card in 2022, that could be in soccer in 2023. So it just opens your eyes out yeah. to the whole trading card world. And I think what you said was brilliant, like how it's family run, because the whole hobby is for the family. It's no nothing tells you that you can't do it from a young age or to an old age, which I think is great. That it's not about oh, you have to be 50 years old to be able to enjoy it. You can literally be three years old. If you support a exactly. team or, uh, like Pokemon, you're four years old, you collect the card. Yeah. Every, everyone started when they were young, collecting the World Cup sticker books or whatnot. But oh, yeah, <laughs> that's. That was one of my favourite things to do. And now I look back and I wish I never stuck them in and kept them in like a top loader and sleeve. But hindsight is absolutely wonderful. But what I'd like to say to people, and I know you'll be a perfect person, but when it comes to advice for these shows, because it's very easy to be overwhelmed by the whole range of products available, whether it's just cards or stickers or boxes and packs, it's loads there. What if you had like one main piece of advice? What would it be to people if it's their first show, or even like if it's not even their first? Um, uh, so I've I've got two points to that. Firstly, is I've got an example of it as for the last show, a kid came up to the the front desk um, with his mum and he said, "I'm selling for the first time." And his mum was literally accompanying him, and I thought, "Bless him." That's that's literally the aim of this hobby: having a kid come along having a table, buying and selling. And my mum walkie-talkied to me, my radio said, 
how he comes to the front desk quickly. And I, I said hello to him and he, he literally asked me what you just said. He's like, do you have any like suggestions, any advice? I said, so if you're selling, have a price in mind for something. Just just don't go checking comps every time you want to sell a car. Do do the prep in advance. Um, and for him, he was like, yeah, I've done that. I was like, well, well, you're, you're halfway there. Negotiate hard, though. Don't don't take don't be lowballed. Um, and that's the case for everything. If you want to rock up there as a as an attendee, know what you want to do. So, if you want to buy a certain player, certain driver, a certain card, have that aim. If you want to move, sell, buy a trade, one of your collection, have that in mind. Um, but like when I went out to Dallas as an attendee for the first time, not a vendor or, or an organizer, I was so overwhelmed because I went out there to do a big deal um, that I hadn't really had a chance to go, okay, if the deal goes through, I'm going to do this, that, and the other. And it was so overwhelming because we're not quite at the, the stage of Dallas yet, but we're getting there. And it's a case of know what you want to do long story short know what you want to do with the event with the card with the collection you've got if you don't want to sell something don't bring it because you will be tempted someone will want that card um and if you want to buy something have a value in mind for what you want to buy um and yeah if you like something get it but don't go too away from your pc because you'll end up regretting it thinking i could have put that money towards something else but we've all made that mistake, so don't worry if you do. <laughs> I was going to say, we've all been there where we've seen a card that we know it's nothing to do with anything we collect. However, we still purchase it, and then we see something else, and we're like, oh, I wish I could pull that. But that's just part and parcel of the hobby because there's just so much nice stuff out there. And I think the brilliant thing to look at is, that, like we were saying about the vendors, there's such a good variety. Like, I've got to start with one company in particular because I'm really happy that they're there, and it's tops because – Okay, there's a lot of people have criticism. So it's, I, I, you've got demand is there because the UK is just going mental at the moment. Then you've got the whole of the US and the rest of the world. But how was it for you when you actually realised that you've got one of the massive worldwide trading companies appearing at your show? It's It's been a long process getting them there because they weren't too sure about it. They said they had a budget for it. But as you said, um, you've alluded to it, that the they get a lot of stick and I think it's harsh, harsh, harsh criticism because at the end of the day, it's supply and demand and it's not their fault. Demand is going through the roof. So, um, and at the end of the day, you need to go the other spectrum. If, if they supplied the demand, everyone would have what they wanted. So the market would kind of go stale. So it's, it's a lot about people not getting what they want. And so at the end of the day, they get salty, they get angry, they, and they become keyboard warriors. And that's what I said to them when the, they messaged me. They said, look, we'd love to come. We're just not sure the feedback we'd get to the last show. And they came and I said, look, guys, I promise you, they keep a lot of people keyboard warriors. They want to give it large, but I promise you, people will be taking pictures of you by the end of the day. Lo and behold, selfies, pictures left, right and center with them because they're part of tops. They're the biggest car company in the world. We're honored to have them on board. There's no two ways about it. They're pushing the game in different directions every single day, new releases. Um, they're so busy. Um, so we really are honored to have them on board, but it's, uh, 
yeah, it, it was a pleasant surprise when I saw them in my DMs. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, definitely a more interesting DM when you see tops and it's not for something that you're waiting for. But like I say, I'm looking forward to getting down there and having a word with them because, like you say, they are really good guys and I know they're really trying hard to... Brilliant actually, guys. Really, really yeah, nice guys. They're really trying hard to appeal to the UK market and actually up their game because... They've been what I've really appreciated from tops of late is they've been really honest and just said, Look, it's not been good enough, but we are working on it. It's very hard to move from all your operations in the US to open up a UK office. And whereas they were just selling stickers before, now they're selling all different sports, all different it's, boxes. It's huge. It's, yeah, exactly. It's uh, they're a company that's only going to grow. Um, and it's one of those that they can't keep up with themselves. Um, so they're taking, I think they're doing the right thing. They're not going to go, right, let's open an Amazon sized warehouse. Let's get all these staff in. Let's overload the community with products that they probably don't need, but they'll still buy. Like they do a good amount of releases that keep the hobby interested, but they don't go right. Let's release a hundred thousand boxes of x so every single person that wants to get one because that's just going to kill the market so they're i can honestly say from having meetings with them calls with them they are top guys they want best for the hobby and i think it's quite genuine that they were almost worried about coming to the shows that they were going to get grief from people that shows that they do care about what people think um and yeah that as someone who knows them their their heart is in the right place and they're taking the right steps to to meet the, the demands yeah like we say it's absolutely fantastic to see them on board and no doubt everyone who's uh, ever said anything about them has got a load of tops cards in their collection but moving on <laughs> don't want to get too much into that one but another company that we've had on here probably before and i love them to pieces such good guys is mgc as well um like, down to a brilliant and i think it just shows that there's going to be such a difference between the vendors because obviously mgc which is uk's biggest uh, grading company now and grades everything not just sports cards it's also pokemon tgg you name it there are, there's so many now i don't even like you said it i can't name them all because there's just so much that they can grade and with their new announcement of grading stickers soon as well so keep an eye out on that but it's brilliant to have grading companies there as well because a lot of people think about grading but when you actually get them there and in person to speak to, what a brilliant addition to have is actually a grading company there. I, I think it's so much the case that they, they we've almost built up because the first proper show we had with sponsors, they sponsored us and we've almost seen each other grow. Um, the team behind them, and this is what, again, go back to the shows are so brilliant that you just meet people and you can you can see the team that's built this and like me he, he's a young entrepreneur that knows what he's doing he's got a plan and he's moving in the right direction and I think it's just fantastic that again they're quite a family orientated thing they'll rock up uh, with, with with people very close to him um, and it's a case of they do everything and they tick a lot of boxes they're genuine people they're getting the right contacts, how they're doing stuff with Xbox, they're doing stuff with Netflix, they're doing stuff all over the place and they're drawing the attention of the big dogs and I think they're just going to only going to increase. Honest to God, they're, they take, for me, they take everybody. They're really genuine guys. I, I speak to them on, on a personal level and, and, a, and a business level. 
Um, and it's a case of, uh, I think MGC is a great investment to get your cards graded. And I'm not just saying that because they sponsored a lot of our shows. It's a case of genuinely, like you look at the amount of cards they're grading compared to what others. And it's people in the States that I know are starting to go, oh yeah, do you have any MGC? And it's take, taken aback. So they're top guys, which makes it even more worth it. Oh, 100%. And definitely would 100% recommend anyone who's going down to have a word with them, even if you're not considering grading at the moment, just have a word because they're great guys, like you say. That they'll always be down for a good chat and just talk about the grading experience because they're very open as well. They're not going to tell you, you have to grade with us. They'll be open and they'll just say everything. And like I say, they're great guys. We're actually looking forward to getting them on the podcast again very soon. But it's like we say, there's a load of a load of range of stuff, and it's just fantastic. And even when we're looking at protection of cars, and like Voltex or Slab Strong, for example, who are vendors at your show, these companies are like some people, especially some people I know, have gone, "Oh, I'm not too sure about these companies. Like, would I like it in person?" So they don't order it. But having these people at the show, where you can actually go and see their product in hand, and you can actually make the decision for yourself, it's brilliant for people to do, especially if you're newer into the uh, hobby. Yeah, it's you hit the nail on the head again. It's the case of you can go two ways about it. You can do a face-to-face, get your car graded, or you can go down the route of get it graded via a, a submitter, which takes significantly longer and is more money. But again, it, it could um, represent um, and be worth it in the value of the card. So I think MGC are in person for the show. They, they, they're perfect because... It's something to do. It's something to talk to. They'll give you an opinion. They do great giveaways. They do great. Um, they have a good understanding of the market. They're not just a business. Like a lot of people, they have an interest in the hobby. They have their collectors. They get involved in breaks. They've got good relationships with other people um, and other businesses and other Instagram pages. So I think for me to take a, to take away from, take a step back and, think about this is you need to have a look at the relationship these people have with other um i'm not gonna say businesses but instagram pages because if, if they're just the one breaker who's just cracking on with things a little bit like not sure where they're going not sure how they're doing things it might be a case of there might be some issues there whereas if you see people getting in lives with other instagram pages attending shows DMing people, putting people in their stories, all of a sudden you go, oh, so these guys are approachable. They do do stuff with other people. They, they're, they're in it for the hobby instead of themselves. Um, that, that's for me a, a big, a big uh, flag, which I look forward to go, okay, they're, their heart's in the right place. They're, they want the best, obviously for themselves, but also for the hobby. Like I say, any vendor is there is literally putting their customers first because they're going out there where they could easily be sitting at home or in their office waiting for the online orders. But they're going down, they take the time out of their day. And trust me, the six hours that the show's on, it's not going to be quiet for them at all. <laughs> if they have a minute to think, I think they'll be very happy. Even if they can grab a drink, it'd probably be very hard to do. But just looking at like, the overall show, and obviously we're closing in on the show. It was two weeks from Saturday just gone or as this goes out, it's Saturday week. So yeah. a lot of a lot of people are getting their cash cards, whatever it is ready for the show. And obviously there's got to be an air of nervous from you, also excitement. Um, just just for, on your perspective, how 
when is it truly relaxed time? Is it when the show finishes or is it, do you think like a bit halfway through when you're a bit like, oh, it's actually going really well? It's it's a great question. It's, uh, it's a case of the morning I'm thinking what could go wrong? What's going to go wrong? I need to make sure that this is in place where it's a case of I've done the planning. I've done the hard work, just let it happen. But as a, as an event organizer, you will always have to prepare for the situation that something doesn't go to plan. Someone does something silly, something just you don't anticipate happens. Then we've put all of them in place, especially for a bigger venue. Um, and this time it's a place that has big events regularly. So they've been very helpful. Sandown have been very helpful with getting staff risk assessments, liability insurance, all that kind of stuff. Um <sighs> I'd say halfway through, I start to go, right, this is going okay. Um, but at the end, when nothing goes wrong, touch wood, it has for the previous shows, that then I can go, it was a successful show. Um, and personally, for me, I have a table as well because I've got a collection. As you can see, that that's, I'd say, about a third of all my, all my stuff. So uh, I like to, to buy, sell, trade at the show's um so i'll think about how my personal collection went in terms of that day buying selling etc but my priority is of course the show um just making sure it runs smoothly and we've got the employees in place trained all that kind of stuff so yeah it's we've got other stuff in the works planned for long term short term but yeah it's the end of the day when i'm sitting at home um thinking about what happened almost a review that's when i'm like okay that went quite well yeah i bet it's not too much time until your brain starts thinking all right let's think about the next one but i think the great thing i uh, really look forward to is especially on the socials of the day of thing, obviously because you're very busy you might not see them but you might see them like the next day how good is it when you see like are oh, people posting the pictures of the cars they've picked up or even they've put a picture out of someone they've met there like is it rewarding when you see all these people like talking about it and there's just a buzz around on social media about the show and everyone tagging it? And I, that's what I've noticed a lot from the shows in the past, where people have been, oh, I've picked up this card at the London Card Show, and then you can kind of track the card, and it's brilliant to see. For, for So I'll put it in a way that might make sense. For them, they're just tagging an event they, they went to. For me, they're tagging my child. <laughs> like, it's a sense of... I've built this business from from the ground by myself with the help of family, um, family and friends. And it's the case of when they tag that, it indirectly is an appreciation that I've done something to help them. And them doing that is all I need just to say thank you. Like just, right, you can come to my, you, you can come, you can do what you want. Like happy to have you there. I always encourage people to post online because it just means I can go, yeah, I helped this person do that. Um, and as you say, we try and share as much as we can. Last time my phone, I quite literally had to recharge my phone at like 11 o'clock because Instagram just went nuts on my way to the gala in the queue for the Gosha. Finally here. Oh yeah. Meeting this person is just mental and genuinely it makes it so worth it and it gives me that fire in my belly to go, okay, that went well. How am I going to do better? How am I? Because in my head, that's like how my brain functions. I go step, 
step, step, step. Um, and the trajectory has just been ridiculous. Like, for this is our fourth proper show. Um, and it's a case of, well, we've got to keep building, man. We've got to keep building. That's our aim. Never uh, sit down. <laughs> that is like, fantastic to hear. Um, obviously, without going into too much detail about the future, but obviously a lot of people be quite intrigued. Obviously, they've been to shows in the past. They're going to be going to this next one. Um, everyone's obviously hoping that the shows keep excelling how they have been, which has been fantastic. The plans for the future it, is your goal is just to keep getting bigger and better every single time and just show the world that the UK is really serious in the trading card world because us have really taken notice over here now and that's partly down to yourself because these shows they're projected all around the world to people's followers and people when they go live on instagram but it's a case of we've done fantastic so far it's not the end is it just the beginning without a shadow of a doubt it's, it's a case of I don't know how to describe it, but you just got to know where you want to go, how you're going to get there and plan it. So like at the minute, a big thing in the US and I always see the UK is 12 months behind the US. My explanation to that is when PSA and greater college were popping off in the US, we were just getting back into the hobby. And when a year later, everyone started getting their cards graded. So we were behind and we were a year behind in terms of, um, card shows and so we do have things up our sleeves small things and bigger things um we just want to get stuff more communal more regularly and it doesn't have to be massive shows all day it could be a case of let's arrange a trade night somewhere uh it could be back at Tolworth. it could be anywhere just just get 200 people it, they don't and, and it could be a case of yeah let's just get them in there done and buying the center trading again it could just be an evening for local people it could be a case of we've been approached to go elsewhere to to expand to do stuff in glasgow to do south coast to do all over the place and it's a case of it's going to grow to that stage and we're hoping that we, we want to be a part of that growth um people often say to me, do you get annoyed when you see other shows popping up? And part of me is like, yeah, it's a competitor. I want to beat them. And for us, we're the top of the game at the minute. We're the, we're the ones that people are hunting. Like we're, we've been pushing and expanding and working hard. And part of me likes having that target on the back of back of my head going that that's where people want to get to. But at the same time, it's, it, it's expanding the hobby. If someone goes to a show and they bring a mate along all of a sudden that mate might get involved in cards again if someone comes along and brings two of their kids along that might be the next generation all of a sudden by having 100 people that were going to come to a show bringing 50 people along, you've now got the next show of 150 people that want to come and but it's my show or any other cardiff nor northwest northern all doing great stuff good guys as well it's a case of I want to do this to, for the best sake of the hobby. Um, if, if And I'm not saying other people do it for that reason. There's obviously monetary reasons in there. We do our prices at a, a case where it's like, let's just break even first and then we can make some money, like baby steps. Because we for Sandown, we could be charged more, could be charged less. It's a case of we just want to make sure people get there, people are happy, ticking boxes, growth, is obviously my priority in terms of business. 
But personally, as someone who loves the hobby, I just want to see it grow. I want to see, like you said, the UK shoulder to shoulder with the US saying, right, you guys, you can come over here for some of our shows instead of us keep having to go over to you. That's fantastic. But I think no matter what aspect of the hobby everyone's involved in, everyone loves to see the growth in the UK, whether it's content creation, shows, or just actually buying and selling. It's just fantastic to see. And obviously there'll be some people listening to this podcast might not, may not have picked up their uh, tickets yet. So is there still tickets available? And if obviously if they haven't picked it up, um, whereabouts should they go and pick them up? It's We're running low. It's uh, it's going to be a great day. We're well on track to sell out. If you guys haven't got your tickets yet, head to londoncardshow.co.uk. You can get all your tickets there. Instagram will have all the information about the day. Uh, and that's just at London Card Show. Um, yeah, website and Instagram mainly. Brilliant. Like I say, go and check it out. Uh, obviously, you'll be there because if it weren't, it would be very strange. <laughs> And uh, even though we did say it on thing that uh, Top Loader Podcast will be there as well. So hopefully I'll get to see Sham Danny. But moving away from the show, obviously you've said that you've got a stall and no doubt you don't mind us talking about this, but the actual hobby, obviously, it's not just about the card shows for you, it's about the cards as well. So so what actually made you get into cards to begin with? It's, I think my story is a lot like a lot of people. Stickers, match attacks, um, then they kind of grew out of it for a bit. Um, but when I lived in America for a couple of years, when I was a little bit younger, two, three years, they were big into it, baseball cards. And that's why I've got a massive passion for baseball. Um, and that's how I actually got back into it. I started collecting baseball cards again because there was for the first time maybe ever or in a very, very, very long time. There was a baseball game between the Yankees and the Red Sox in the UK. So I thought, yeah, let's get back into it. Let's get back into it. Baseball cards. And I started getting involved in in Donruss 18, 19 breaks. And then, yeah, I, I made the page for the baseball. Then slowly, it was a case of UK sports card collector. And how I came out with that name is quite simply, what, where am I, UK? What, what am I doing? I'm collecting sports cards, UK sports card collector. Um, but, yeah, and it, like I said, I just put some content out there. Some of it did well um follow the right people message the right people got in podcasts did videos and just helped people out i think the biggest thing is if it's not power comes responsibility because i ain't no superhero but it's a case of if someone comes to me and asks for help i'm going to give it to them whether it's show related or collector related and um you've you got to follow what you you enjoy i love f1 f1 is my biggest thing like on my desk i've just got 80 uh, like last year's cards this year's cards tops now cards everywhere so it's a case of know your market um and this might be slightly controversial but it's a case of people break stuff that they don't really know and for me you've got to know what you're doing you've got to know what you're selling you've got to know what you're buying and if you're looking to flip stuff that's fine no like people might have an issue with it i don't like everyone's trying to make money here if you can see a good opportunity do it but um you're gonna prosper if you buy something that you know about as an investment long term and go from there but um because of my job i can't invest in the stock market um so i decided like i said to get into um to get into cards again commodities and yeah just grew from there and as i said i wanted to wanted wanted card shows to happen so i thought hell why not it myself uh, yeah definitely it's fantastic to hear everyone's perspective how they got into hobby like you say a lot of people 
when I was younger, I collected even like the Premier League stickers, World Cup, Euros, and then your match attacks and like that. But like you say, just touching on the F1, and it's obviously the, the sheer demand in F1, especially since the Netflix documentary Drive to Survive, the actual card, the hobby, card hobby for F1 is going mental at the moment. Like, doesn't matter what release it is, the demand is through the roof. It's in another stratosphere. And you're looking back on the original Chromes and Sapphires, their prices are going mental. It's scary. It, 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 it is crazy. And if some people don't know much about F1, just have a look at some of the prices. Just look at Sapphire Base from the first year. Um, have a look at Verstappen and Hamilton and now Charles Leclerc because crazy, you're talking three four $400 or even three four hundred pounds now, I think, for base cards for that collection. Which yeah. Is, no, it's, it's not unheard of. Like, um the reason I headed over to to Dallas was to do a uh, a deal for a um for a card um in the thousands and this isn't like one or two this was it was I had a share in the card but it was a case of um let me just shut my window very quick I can hear a dog bark <laughs> but no, no just touching on especially with the F one I think a lot of people are now realizing that. A lot of people are investing in F1, like you're saying, but just long term, it's a great investment. Yeah, it's it's bonkers. Like whether it's wax, whether it's a driver, it's it's just a good investment. I headed over there for a massive deal. Um, And I think the biggest thing is that if there's money and interest in the US, it's going to prosper in terms of the card. And I think F1 has done fantastic, fantastically well in terms of getting a, another race out there and some people hate it because it's like commercialized you're not going to get fans say you're just going to get corporate people which i can understand but if you want to make grand prix be at bahrain and saudi arabia like that's going to be there for the money so it's the, it's a case of it's just going to grow like it's just going to grow and grow and grow and Still, the, the boat is, is, is left, but it's not sailed yet. So you can still jump on the F1 bandwagon. For me, it, it's such a good investment. And it's 20 races, 23 races a year. So you can get involved. You can watch it. You can back a driver. You can invest in a driver. or You can just enjoy it. it it's, for me, it's the best for. I love it. Yeah, I no, definitely agree. And like we were saying, like, yes, you're looking at your Verstappens and your Hamilton's being a lot of money, but at the beginning, Charles Leclerc wasn't the most expensive car guy to buy an F1, and you could pick up his cars for quite decent prices. And now he's won two out of the first three races. He's doing very well in the, like leading the championship. I think, think value-wise, he's the second highest now. Yeah. Like, genuinely, he's just, I think it's fivefold. You used to be able to pick up a base card of his for $20. Now it's best part of 100 120 so it's it's genuinely mind-boggling that's how quickly the tide can turn and my opinion and this is because i'm a massive russell fan mercedes will come good this year the only uh, and this is again might be biased but i think russell is a great long-term investment his boat has probably sailed you could still get his stuff and he won't be winning any world titles this year. Maybe not next year, but he will be a world champion. I've, I've no doubt about that. I think Lando was an interesting one. I think he's nailed on to McLaren for a long time, which I think is interesting because he probably could have got a bigger team. But at the end of the day, I think this season is going to be fascinating because if, if Max can fix his car or Red Bull can fix Max's car, um, 
that he's going to be up there if Mercedes can sort out the porpoising issue. They're going to be well up there. And all of a sudden, you've got a three-way fight and, and six drivers that are well capable of getting pole get, and getting wins. So it's what every person dreams of. And at the same time, you, you've got the likes of McLaren and Lando and Danny Rick, who are well capable of, of causing an upset. Um, and you've got world titles in the background of Fernando Alonso and Seb Vettel. You can certainly know how to, to, to put a car at the front of the grid. So it's, I think, a fascinating sport. And that's why so many people love it and so many people get on the ball with it. No, I'm going to agree with you. So if anyone don't, uh, people might like F1 or just getting into it and not really know about it. Cause just have a look because there's such a wide range of prices and everything we've got. And even some of the base cars are fantastic. I remember collecting the first Chrome slash Sapphire uh, for Kimi Raikkonen at the time. Obviously, he's no longer in F1, but he was in the first two releases of Chrome and Sapphire. Even his cars are not ridiculously expensive for a former world champion. Most ever races for any F1 driver, he's a great driver in the history of the sport but because he weren't winning recently prices are a bit lower like you say i think the brilliant one as well is seb vettel on the most dominant era as he ever ever in f1 all-time world champion four-time yeah. it's, it's and it, it wasn't a case of it was going down to the last day with seb vettel he was absolutely destroying it oh. <laughs> it was all done by halfway through the season near enough yeah but like we say it's a fantastic um growing hobby and obviously ties all back in with tops tops are doing a fantastic job with formula one product then obviously they'll be at the show and there'll be a lot of f1 cars dotted around the vendors i can guarantee you that from graded to raw and i think that's another thing like with your collection i think a lot of people might be intrigued um a lot of people go down the route of either graded or raw or like a lot of people is a bit of mixed um, yeah. how do you see your collection do you like collecting graded because i always say on this show that with graded, you have that element of security with the card that you know, obviously, it's been verified by a third-party source. It's been given a grade, so you know what you're getting. Um, do you always look to buy graded, or is it just a mix depending on, like, the price? Or, obviously, sometimes with the scarcity and rarity of cards, it's literally a case of you've got to kind of get what's on the market. I don't think there's a set answer to that, if I'm being honest. I think, for me personally, I see, as you say, the security to, okay, it's been graded, may not have got the grade you want, may have got the grade you want. It's a case of there's value to it if you get the grade you want and you could lose value. Um, I like graded, personally. Um, I'm not PSA. I used to be PSA or nothing. But I see now there's there's great value in going MGC um, for, for the lower-end stuff. Uh, even the mid-end stuff, I've, I've sent some stuff to them now. So it's a case of... Um, yeah, it, it just depends because you need to be patient with with if you send to PSA, you need to have a, a sense of well, is this worth it? Is it is it worth spending fifty, hundred dollars on a twenty dollar card? No, it's not. You need to go high end, and it it really varies. Some people say no, PSA is just is it's just. Nah, it's not worth it. Some people say, well, if it's not graded, get it graded. Like, what you, what's, what, what's the discussion? So, I think it all depends on the interpretation and what you intend on doing with it. I think if you want to flip stuff, PSA is always a better bet because people have the security that it's a good card, good, good quality. But some people might buy stuff raw to get it graded. Like I've done that before. So, um, there's no wrong answer. There's no right answer. Just it almost goes back to 
the show situation is if you know what you want to do with stuff do it if you don't have a think and if you want to move it maybe sell a few cards to get one card graded i'd say go with that i know really i think one last question it's the hardest question i can ever ask anyone because i can't even answer it myself it's if you if there's like a certain card out there that you've seen and it's not in your collection which you'd love, obviously it's very easy to say I want to go for a one of one, um, one of one Lewis Hamilton portrait yeah, <laughs> from from Sapphire. So, but is there like <laughs> any like cards? Let's, let's say reasonable cards because like, like we say one of ones are beautiful cards to collect. Yeah. But like we say, there's some even base cards on higher parallels are great. Is there any cards you've got your eyes on at the moment or? Potentially at the show, you might be looking out if you have the time to look out for a certain card. I think so. One, so I do have this, but I think the track tag set for the F1 Chrome last year was a beautiful, beautiful set. It's only 15 cards. They're really cool. Do I have any? Yeah, I've got that. They'll be here somewhere, but they're really cool. Um, it's kind of like a, a retro, not it's not a retro, it's kind of like a, a modernized nickname of of the 15 drivers as i think there's hamilton verstappen mick mick schumacher all kinds of drivers um so i think they're really cool ones to go with um something i don't have i'm trying to do the rainbow of george russell um, obviously the one the one of one is is a hard place to go i've got a red wave i've got a gold i've got a orange i think it's oh, one card realistically that one I've been so busy with the show. I haven't literally haven't bought anything in so long, mate. Um, oh, you know what? I'm going to go away from F1, believe it or not, and go down the route of saying a nice Ronaldo card. I think Ronaldo is such a Cristiano Ronaldo that is such a, a big player um, that he will go down in history. So I think maybe a low-end Ronaldo auto or maybe just a, a low a low-numbered Ronaldo card. Maybe not yeah. a rookie because that's silly mounts, but <laughs> certainly in certainly in United colours. Yeah, like I would say it's a silly hard question. It's just intriguing to see the thought process of people when obviously there's there's no number amount of cards in the world that everyone wants because we all know we're all collectors. We're all Oh, degenerates in the world of if we see a card like, <laughs> we're going to very much go after it no matter how hard it is or you, there's always that hope of the one of one will accidentally be posted up and you're the first person in the world to see it and you can get it but like we said one of ones are really hard to get but just the closing this out of the podcast has been a fantastic one for anyone listening and I think the main thing as well that like we'd like to say is if just talk to people at these podcast uh, podcasts uh, at these shows because the hobby is a great place obviously there's some ups and downs in the hobby. It's just natural because that's how life works. But so many people are nice. These vendors are some great conversations. I've had them in the past with people. Just go around and have a chat. Um, no doubt, obviously, you'll be popping around, but also on your um, on your table as well as a vendor. Um, is there any like closing words you'd like to say to anyone who might be um, heading down to the show and just to top off the episode? Um, I'd say... Go there knowing, not thinking, knowing you're going to have a good time. Everyone is in the same shoes as you are. Everyone is might be a little bit nervous about selling their collection, might be nervous about meeting new people, might be nervous about the day as a whole, the fear of the unknown. Just enjoy it. Go there, enjoy walking into the venue, just knowing that everyone in there 
is interested in the same thing that you are interested in, which is collecting cards. It might be for Pokemon, it might be for basketball, it might be for F1, it might be for all of the above, it might be for none of the above. Just know that they are part of the community that you love. Know that if you want to have a chat with someone, they will have a chat with you. Come to my table, come to, I'll have a chat with you, regardless of Pokemon, whatever. And I'm in the same boat as everyone else. They will happily just have a chat with you, whether it's MGC who have a chat with anyone and everyone. I know uh, Sports Cards Direct are going to be there. Like they're very, very welcoming. Slab Strong, I think they've got a few representatives coming down. Tops, they're going to have a great stall there. Um, they'll have a good chat with you. Just know that you're welcome there. We can't wait to have you. If you haven't bought your tickets yet, do get them because we are going to sell out. But just know you're welcome there. It's going to be a family orientated, a good day. Everyone's welcome. And we can't wait to see you all. Uh, we echo all of their words. And we look forward to talking to a lot of you on the day of the show. So obviously tag London Cards over everything possible. And also the Top Load Podcast because we'll be milling around and hopefully talking to a lot of you. But like we say, thank you ever so much for joining us on this episode. And we wish you all the best of luck for the upcoming show and the many upcoming shows past that. Um, <laughs> Well, hopefully you'll be able to catch you on your store at some point. Hopefully you're not running around like headless shooting. You can actually sit down for maybe a <laughs> quick trick. But no, like, thank you very much. We wish you all the best of that. And no doubt we'd love to get you on in the future. Thank you for having me. No, it's, it's been good fun. And yeah, definitely be back on to, uh, to talk about future shows and uh, hopefully more. But yeah, thank you for having me. Perfect. No, and that is episode nine of the Top Loaded Podcast. It's uh flying along the episodes and we've got episode 10 coming up next week where we'll actually be looking forward to the London Car Show yet again we'll be talking to a few people actually think about what we're going to be taking along ourselves potentially what we're buying and we'll be tracking everything during the show as well which will be very good but like I say thank you ever so much for your brilliant support on the last few episodes we've hitting ridiculous numbers which I cannot comprehend still but we look forward to bringing you lovely more content in the future but until then happy hobbying happy buying happy collecting happy selling and most importantly stay safe and have an incredible week good night